Welcome back to Words from the Woods, a Trails Rock podcast. We are joined today by John Westfall from Rock Covery Fitness. John is a hardworking trail runner, and you can see him at most of the big races here locally. He is also the executive director of Rock Covery Fitness, working his way up from a volunteer to the big man on campus. Oftentimes, our runs end with a beer and food, and that can even be the focal point of an event sometimes. John and his organization offer a different take and offer a supportive community to those who seek a sober living experience. We look into our own community and we dig deep into the drink culture of the trail running world and we ask some questions on how and if these events should change and how we should do it. With that in mind, let's get to it. Okay, we're back. We're live. Awesome. We are really excited today to be joined by John Westfall. Um, and I'm excited to hear more about your story and really excited to learn more about Recovery Fitness. Um, and so before we get into Recovery, we wanted to hear a little bit about you as an athlete. So what brought you to athletics? Wow. Well, so thanks for having me, first of all. It's yeah. great. It's an honor having uh, being on uh, here. Uh, I love your races. I love you guys. You know, seeing you guys at every event is just like seeing celebrities. So. This is a good chance for us to get to know people a little deeper too, because we people see us at events, yeah. But we we have to see like two hundred people, right? right. So mm. I love doing this because we really get to sit and talk with people and like yeah. learn people's stories. It's just so interesting to yeah. me. Yeah, in organizing races, you guys have your hands full, and you can see the whole deer in the headlights. Look, when you guys are out there, you're like trying to have a hundred different conversations at once and directing a race and everything else, but you guys pull it off seamlessly. So thanks thanks. again for having me out here. Of course. Um, So so I'll focus just on running because I also am a boxing coach, a Russian kettlebell coach. Uh, Business has been part of my life um, from, I would say in my thirties, when I was younger, I was not about fitness. I was, uh, (laughs) I was not what you would call an athletic uh, youth. I was, I was partying hard in high school. Uh, I took the other path. Um, and so when I got into my 30s, I, I started, I joined a gym. Okay. Started getting a little more interested in fitness. Uh, I used to smoke. I smoked a pack a day from the time I was 12 until oh, I was wow. maybe 30, 32 when I finally quit. Wow. So oh, yeah. Wildfires today, you could just walk outside dude, and get that. Right? Yeah. And, and here I am not running today because I'm all worried about my lungs and everything. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> Um, but it blows people's minds when they hear that today because I'm so right. like, the opposite now. Right. Um, but but again, I use that as a story for how much we can change, uh, how much everyone is capable of making change in their mm-hmm. life. It's really, you know, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Um, so in my 30s, I started, uh, you know, I joined a gym. I started started uh, working out and, and um, you know, I started uh, treadmill running, of all things, which <laughs> shoot me in the head now. But yeah. Um, you don't know what you don't know, though. Uh, you, know, you really don't. You really don't. So that's kind of where my path started. And I started doing like Corporate Challenge 5K okay. with my business. I used to be in graphic design and marketing uh, in my previous uh, professional life. And so we would do the Corporate Challenge and things like that. And, and I and I got bit by the bug a little bit uh, with, with road running, uh, which, again, shoot me in the head now. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I only slightly better than treadmill running. Do I like road running? But anyway, um, so I did a full marathon in 2010. I did it as a fundraiser for my then girlfriend's cousin 
who had um, cystic fibrosis and needed a, a lung transplant. So I did kind of a fundraiser, ran the Rochester Marathon. I thought, okay. ooh, I'll run a marathon, we'll raise funds and stuff. So we did, we raised some money and stuff, but it made me hate running. I was yeah. just going to say, well, that's a big, I mean, if you went from like corporate challenge to a marathon, that's yeah. a big jump. Pound in the pavement. Yeah. And that's what it was, right? It was not fun. It was not enjoyable. It yeah. was, you know, my kids were little. I had to hire babysitters for a Saturday to run train. <laughs> oh, for runs. You know, yeah. and it, was, it was just, it was not enjoyable. It took all the fun <laughs> out of running for me. Uh, so I, after that, 2010 was when I ran that and I quit running for two years. I just hated oh, it. Oh, wow. Anymore. It just, it made, it sucked all the fun out of running. And I swore I would never run that distance again. And I, <laughs> I, I still have not run 26.2. You just run further. I was just yeah. going to say. I did say that a couple of weeks ago with a friend of mine. It was her first ever uh, marathon distance. So you got like, that's so 26.3. You, like you got like 24 miles. <laughs> 26.3. Let's call, let's call it a square. square. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Either way, though, that's so crazy. Yeah. So how? So you took like a two-year hiatus, and then how did you end up getting back into running? Uh, you know, I just – it. It was uh, it was just by happenstance that I really started running again uh, in 2012. I got you know back into I think I just missed it. You know I missed mm -hmm. the enjoyment of it, not yeah. doing it for a goal, but just having it you know as a release. Yeah. Um, and I started doing some little you know half marathons and things like that again. Little, no big deal. Yeah. 13 miles is fine. Right. Right. Totally fine. And and so in 2017, I joined Recovery as a joined Recovery Fitness as a volunteer. And we started doing uh, Friday night trail runs. And okay. I discovered trail running, even though I had done um, uh, Mended Mauler for a few years at oh, that point. Yeah. It never really clicked that that was a thing, that trail running was a thing. I thought that was like a one-off one race. One time, yeah. Right? And I loved it, but that would be the one time. I normally would roll my ankle. or there <laughs> well, would just especially be something if you're not brutal. on the trail all the right. time. Wasn't yeah. used to it. Wasn't, I thought it was fun, but I didn't think that's what people did. I thought that was like a, you know, a one-off <laughs> thing, right? Um, until I joined Recovery and, and we really focused on doing some trail running. You know, every Friday night we would go do a trail run. Yeah. Uh, I would run with friends and we would go do trail runs and, and, and it opened my eyes and my mind to trail running and mm -hmm. how vastly different it is from road running. And, and people always ask me, you know, what, what's the difference you're running? Yeah. Like, it's incredibly different, particularly if you're doing a technical trail. Mm -hmm. Like I, it, it forces me to be very present in what I'm doing. Yeah. Like if I'm out just running mm -hmm. in a road, like I could be thinking about a million different things at work and like, right. It, it takes no concentration for me anyways, to be doing a road run. If I'm running hard or something like that, that's a different story. But yeah. on a trail, it doesn't matter if I'm going fast or slow or I've got to be present or I'm going to get hurt. Right. And I have gotten hurt. I broke my ankle actually in 2000. Oh, really? Yeah, an avulsion fracture, which is not oh, fun uh, on a trail run in 2018. Uh, and that's a perfect example of what happens when you're not being present, when you're not mindful of what you're doing. And so that's just, you know, a long story of how what how I got involved in trail running and what it means to me today, you know, it is my, that's my escape. That's my drug mm -hmm. today. Yeah. <laughs> it's like trail running. When I need, when I need peace, when I need inner, you know, Zen, mm -hmm. I go out and run a trail. Right, right. I'll go to Webster Park. I'll go to Menden. Those are two of my favorite parks to run in ever. But, um, you know, just to get away from the phone, the computer, yeah. yep. like the work responsibilities and just spend anywhere from one to 
30 hours out in the woods, <laughs> you know, and, and find myself again yeah. and, and get that. And I find every time I'm, I do that and I come out of it, it feels so much better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago we had, um, we did a mental health awareness, um, episode yeah. and that topic came up of just mm -hmm. how good it is for you as humans to be in the woods, yeah. what it, what it can do for your brains. It can reset your eyes, like all these things that going out into the woods does for you. And, um, it's pretty incredible. No matter who you talk to when they participate in this sport, it, there's that common theme of when they get out into the woods, something changes, yeah. you know, and it's, it's really cool to experience that and be part of that with people. Yeah. So, amazing. so you, when you were talking about your, your kind of journey to trail running, um, you mentioned when you joined rock recovery fitness, mm -hmm. but we didn't really talk about like why, right? Like, or even what rock recovery yeah. fitness is. Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's two components there, right? Like mm -hmm. what is it? And we're going to, after the break, we'll really talk a lot about it. So just mm -hmm. a brief introduction of what it is and then like why that was a space for you to go to. Yeah. Right. So great question. Uh, so what makes me at 47 years old uh, switch careers from uh, marketing and graphic design uh, to the lucrative and glamorous world of human services, <laughs> uh, which I'm glad you could read the sarcasm in there because it's neither one of those things. Um, with a kid in college and conceivably three more on the way, you know, switching careers like that, is, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's not the most comfortable thing in the world. But, I bet, um, yeah. I, you know, so I'm a person in long-term recovery. Actually, I just celebrated uh, six years in February. Um, and in 2017, uh, I got into recovery um, probably, I can't even count how many times I've gotten into recovery since I was, you know, in my adolescent years, it's always been uh, a struggle for me. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, in 2017, uh, I got sober again. And uh, luckily, uh, this time I found Recovery Fitness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, about six months into my recovery journey in 2017, which is typically where I would go back out again. Okay. Um, most of my adult life, I would get like six, nine months sober, you know, whether it was via consequences, you know, another DWI or, you know, um, some other heavy consequence in my life. Yeah. Um, you know, I would get sober and I would go, you know, through the, through the rooms and through 12 step programs and, uh, six, nine months, I would end up, you know, back out again. Mm -hmm. Um, it kind of feels like maybe if you were maybe getting sober, um, because of something else, mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah. Hey, I had a DWI. I'm never going to do that again. I'm going right. to get clean. Like yep. you were like, I'm going to, you were sort of wedging yourself into it rather than being yeah. where you needed to be. Right. Yeah. Uh, like mentally, external, yeah. external versus, uh, intrinsic internal. motivation. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, so it, it would never really stick until I got tired of, you know, my own the back and forth. Crap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so that's kind of what happened. And like I said, you know, about six months in, I, I found recovery fitness. Uh, and, and so that's kind of what led me to it. And I started volunteering with the organization, okay. actually doing outreach on North Clinton Avenue, working yeah. with people who are out on the street, okay. um, you know, uh, homeless, intravenous drug using, mm -hmm. you know, um, human trafficking, things like that. Mm -hmm. We could just do outreach and, and connect with people out on the streets to um, talk to them about recovery and, and hopefully get them into treatment and mm -hmm. things like that, you know, give them food and water, things like that. So it's street level outreach with the organization. First, even though I was heavily into fitness, I never connected it with my recovery. Right. It was never, I, I never connected the two things. I went to the gym, but I didn't 
utilize it for my recovery. It wasn't until, you know, I really got involved in the organization. We do a 5k every year, a fundraiser in September. Mm-hmm. I volunteered at that. That was like my first, uh, volunteer with the gym mm-hmm. and the fitness side of things. And okay. then I started, you know, leading hikes. We do, you know, mountain hikes every, every few weeks up in the Adirondacks. We do weekly hikes in our parks all around Monroe County and the, and the surrounding counties. Mm-hmm. So I started getting involved in the outdoor programming, things like that. And I really, then I started to make the connection, right? I started to connect with people uh, on the fitness side of things, but other people who were also living a sober life. So we were, we had this shared, you know, and sometimes mm-hmm. shared suffering, right? You know, if they'd gone through similar things that I had gone through, yeah. sometimes worse, sometimes not as bad. Um, but we had this sort of common bond uh, without even having to talk about it, mm-hmm. right? So we would be out in the woods talking and, and walking and things like that. So much more effective for me right. and for a lot of people that I've seen than sitting in a room with a window, right. you know, across from somebody putting on, you know, whatever yeah. mask I feel like you need to see as my counselor, mm-hmm. you know, to, 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 to convince you of whatever it is I need to convince you of. Mm-hmm. When you're out there just walking in the woods or running in the woods with somebody, there's no pretense. There's yeah. no mask. There's <laughs> we no talk anyone. all the time about how um, how quickly and easy it is to really get to know somebody mm-hmm. on a trail run, right? Yeah. Like um, you want to get to know someone's story, just go into the woods for an hour and a half, walk, hike, run, whatever you need to do. Yeah. And um, the conversation, because there's nothing, there's no external pieces to fill the space in the void. Yeah. So if you want to have any connection you talk mm-hmm. and eventually you just open up and it happens very quickly. Yeah. Um, when I think it's like, we talk about community a lot mm-hmm. um, and the community of trail running and the community of like the outdoors community. And I think that that's like such a huge part of recovery also. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, sure. My uncle is a recovering addict and he does a lot of outreach in um, the prisons in Buffalo. Um, And it's, you know, these are his guys. And when they get out, like they have a community of guys that all take care of each other and check in and make sure everybody's, you know, good. And if you're, if you're struggling with something, you call somebody. Um, And so just like hearing you talking about how recovery kind of looks, it just made me think of that. Like that community is just so important. Yeah. I was thinking about that when you, when you initially talked about those um, Friday evening, Friday afternoon, whatever they trail run. run, Yeah. Yeah, So you got a Friday night trail run. Right. And so um, what do a lot of people do on a Friday Friday. after work is they'll they'll go to happy hour. Right. And if, if that's not a safe space to go, a healthy space to go, having an alternative that is, is, um, with people that you get along with, right? It's like, oh, my friends are all at happy hour or, hey, my friends are all at the trailhead, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's kind of, uh, I like that concept. Yeah. Yeah, we call that our happy hour as well. Yeah. So, and when we talk more about, when we delve more into recovery itself, you know, we'll talk a lot about community. Community and connection are are two buzzwords. Okay. It's really, it's where, it's really where you find recovery is Mm -hmm. in community and connection Um, because addiction breeds on isolation. Right. And uh, shame and and, shame and stigma, all that stuff feeds, feeds addiction. Mm -hmm. Why why don't we do this? We were going to talk about what rock recovery fitness is after our break. Yeah, but I think this but is there's a- there's a whole stuff that will come out of that. Mm-hmm. So why don't we introduce it? Tell us really what it is, um, what it's about, how how people can be involved. Sure. Um, just 
whatever, whatever, what Rock Recovery Fitness is. Yeah, so Rock Recovery Fitness is a uh, peer-led, sober, active community. Uh, so we're led 100% by peers, people who are in recovery. Uh, typically, um, we are a non-for-profit 501c3 corporation mm -hmm. started in, well, it started with a hike in 2015, February, coldest okay. day of the year. Um, <laughs> and uh, it started, our co our two co-founders uh, posted a hike on Facebook okay. and invited a bunch of friends. And uh, everyone had such a great time uh, that they decided to do it again. And it kind of grew from there. So our weekly hikes are still part of our program. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they were what started the organization and what continues on uh, today. Um, so we are, our mission is to create a safe, supportive, inclusive environment for healing and recovery. Uh, and we do that, you know, primarily through fitness and non-fitness based social sober activities. Um, our, uh, outreach center, which was actually donated to us, oh, cool. uh, by a woman who had, uh, lost her son to an overdose. Mm -hmm. Um, it was donated to us in 2017. It's over on Dewey Avenue. I was just going to say it's on Dewey, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. Just a couple of blocks South of Aquinas on mm -hmm. the same side of the road. It's an old firehouse, yeah. uh, that we, uh, refinished. Uh, and that opened in 2017. Okay. Um, and so we've been around since 2015, but for that first two years, it was just, um, you know, outdoor uh, park workouts. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, borrowing gym space when uh, uh, Rock Ventures was before it opened in the morning, they would do a, oh, like a workout okay. there just with our participants. So all of our programs, all of our classes, our membership is 100% free mm -hmm. to anyone with at least 48 hours of continuous sobriety. Okay. So the only requirement is that you have 48 hours of continuous sobriety, and then you fill out a quick membership questionnaire, which just gets it. It's a waiver release, basically mm -hmm. goes over our community standards and code of conduct, right. uh, and then uh, gets some demographic information, which helps us apply for grants. Which I was just going to say, helps funding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's what my job is now. So that's a lot of fun, <laughs> uh, which is why I run in the woods for hours at a time to get away from that stuff. <laughs> but um, so, uh, forty-eight hours continuous sobriety quick membership form and you're a member. Uh, there's no approval okay. or anything. People always email us back. I never heard back. Am I a member? Yeah. Like there's no <laughs> approval process. Yeah, you're in, you're in. Um, it's just that 48 hours. And you know, even if people have, are having a hard time getting that 48 hours, we have staff. Uh, so we're a staff of 12 now, Oh wow. um, but we have, um, what's called peers or outreach and engagement specialists mm -hmm. that'll work with people out in the community. You know, if they're if they're trying to get that forty eight hours, right. or they're just looking for any kind of additional support right. um, along their journey, we can meet them out in the community and provide support to them as well. But um, ideally, you know, we want to help them get to that that stage where they can connect to our community. There's that word again, right? Like, connecting to the community and doing events with us is really where the the meat of the program lies. It's really where you know um, people are are able to rebuild. So a lot of things that we talk about, the reason why we exist is there's this, this gap mm -hmm. in the recovery process. Like people can go to treatment, right. can go to jail and get sober. Anyone mm -hmm. can get sober in jail, yep. right? That's not to say you can't get a hold of drugs in jail, but it's harder. Right. So you can get sober in jail if you want to get sober. You can get sober in treatment because you're focused on it 24-7. Right. When you get out, what do you do? What do you do? Right. right. You go back home. You fall back into those yeah. well-worn paths. We're sort of that bridge, mm -hmm. right? that bridge that says, what else can I do right. other than go to meetings and sit in a room and mm -hmm. talk about what we don't want to do for an hour? We can go for a hike. We can go yeah. for a run. We can go work out. We can do, we can do so many other things. And that's where we're, 
we're sort of filling that gap. Yeah. That, that softer landing rather than going right from treatment to now I'm back in my life. Figure what it do out. I do? Right. right. I'm on my own, left mm-hmm. to my own devices. This is what happens every time. Right. Now we've got, you know, a support network mm-hmm. of friends, quote unquote, that we don't know yet. Right, right. But we will soon. Yeah. Um, to help rebuild those natural social supports. So yeah. we, you know, I, I often compare us to like training wheels for rebuilding mm. those social supports. When people are in, you know, active addiction and active use, mm-hmm. the first thing that takes a hit is our those social supports, right. our family relationships, our friendships. Right. All those things get destroyed through mm-hmm. active use, right? Or neglected or whatever. Yeah. They fall apart. Mm-hmm. So we help people rebuild them sort of like that. In like healthier ways too. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it's a safe place to learn how to fail. Mm. Right. It's okay to not hit that last rep. It's okay to not make it all the way up the mountain. We'll turn right. back with you. You tried, you know, it's, we're, we're a safe space to fail and to learn, mm-hmm. right? This is where we learn how to dig deeper yeah. to, to overcome those challenges. Yeah. How do we apply that now to our recovery story or, or our life? When I met with that challenge, that fight with my wife or that, right. you know, my kids really giving me a hard Whatever time. the trigger right. would have been, right. right that would make me want to go out and drink or go out and use. Right. Um, now I can, you know, I know I've made it through some really hard stuff. You want to talk about some hard stuff yeah. and some of the races you guys put on. Yeah. Some really <laughs> hard stuff. Um, but I, I know I've got the strength to get through that. So I can certainly get through this. Right. Um, and so that's kind of at the core, a long answer to you know, what rock recovery fitness is. Yeah. Right? So in essence, um, when somebody, Somebody wants to participate, like you said, 48 hours of sobriety, and then they just fill out the forms and they're, and they're kind of ready to go. Yeah. And you guys are funded a different way. You're not funded through membership dues, right? right. That's correct. Is there an opportunity for members to um, do membership payments or, or donate. How, does that, how does that all work? Yeah, so we definitely do. We have some members that um, will set up recurring donations if okay. they have the wherewithal to do it. Right. We, you know. Our membership ranges from people who don't have a home to right. people who own their own businesses and are very well off. Um, so you've got a full range there. We have members that donate regularly. We had a member just recently, just put me in mind of this, who owns a house up in the Adirondacks, okay. who donated it. They they put it on, oh, wow. it's like an Airbnb up yeah. there. Um, but it wasn't being utilized one week. And he's like, we want to give back to the organization. Would you guys you know, want to use, use this? Or like... Of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have a trip schedule this week. So during the wintertime, we'll do Airbnb or Verbos yeah. to go up. And then we start camping from May to October. Okay. So it allowed us to put an extra trip in where we weren't planning on doing it before. Okay. And it was amazing. I mean, the house was incredible. Mm-hmm. Fritz, if you're listening, thank you again. <laughs> um, but just so any number of scenarios, we get people donate. Yeah. all kinds of different things, but certainly money is, is a, is a really good thing to donate as well. And we do get that as well, but, uh, you know, um, government grants, mm-hmm. uh, foundation grants. So there's a lot of different grants that we apply for. Sometimes we get them. Sometimes we don't right. state county, uh, local, uh, government grants, um, uh, private donations. And then unfortunately in lieu of flowers, uh, mm. used to be the organization's largest funding source when we first started. Uh, whenever oh, wow. someone would pass away, unfortunately, you know, right. the family would put in the obit 
um, you know, and the donate. flowers donate to recovery fitness. And unfortunately, you know, we do still get mm. um, funds that way, but luckily it's not our largest, it's not even close to our largest funding stream anymore. So well, that's yeah. good. Yeah. A pattern of success. Maybe. I was just yeah, about well, to say. yeah. And, and a lot of luck, you know, I'd rather yeah. be lucky than good any day. <laughs> we, we've been in the right place at the right time a couple of times and it's, it's really helped us out quite a bit. Yeah. And I really love the idea of like replacing a quote unquote bad habit mm -hmm. with a good habit, you know, um, because I feel like it's like a time thing too, you know, like mm -hmm. if you're coming out of, of treatments or out of prison mm -hmm. and you have time on your hands and like, how did I used to fill my time? Yeah. I used to do this thing that I'm not supposed to be doing anymore. And if I don't have a way to replace it, then it's easy to fall back into those old patterns. Yeah, um, sure. One thing that I thought, like when we were kind of thinking about this episode is so interesting is that I think you see a lot of um, athletes in the ultra world who went from being addicts to running. And I was just curious kind of what your thoughts on that are. Like, um, I guess, I think I've read like, that you replace one addiction with another addiction. Yeah, and sure. I don't know how I feel about phrasing it that way because I feel like it makes running sound problematic. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. to call it an addiction. Yeah. Um, well, it can be. Yeah. And this is a, it's a, it's a very real thing. Replacement addiction is a very real thing. Right. Um, and it's something we have to be really aware of. Mm -hmm. um, it certainly was for me. I, I know for a fact it was definitely a replacement addiction for me. And, you know, you're replacing something that's highly destructive right. with something that's not as destructive, but also a life out of balance is not a healthy life to begin with. Right. So that's what we strive for. We strive for balance. Do we ever reach it? Does anyone ever reach it? Well, I was just going to say, does anybody? Life? Right. No, but you can continue to strive for it. So we, we definitely um, recognize that yeah. and, and, and can definitely identify in ourselves when like, what am I using this for? Right. Am yeah. I using it to escape for a couple hours? Okay, cool. I can do that during the middle of the day. I can escape for a couple hours and go run in Menden. Right. And go back to work. Right. I can't go to the bar and escape for a couple hours and go back to work. Right. I wasn't built that way. I would spend the rest of the day, the night, the and maybe part. Yeah. Right. Like, that would be just full on game on for me. Right, um, right. So, harm reduction, you hear a lot about harm reduction these days. It's a big catchphrase. Yeah. It? in um in recovery mm -hmm. and it's a worthwhile pursuit um because it does keep people around yeah and, um and it keeps people alive uh so we're big proponents of harm reduction moving toward something that's looks more balanced and more healthy mm -hmm. again knowing that that's a journey that's not a destination right um, i'm always striving for more balance mm -hmm. um, i'm always <laughs> playing that like that was a big decision for yeah. me this year and saying, do I want to register for Mighty Mosquito again? Because my life gets out of balance. Your life gets out of balance whenever you're lining up for any kind of competition. Right. Your, your training takes over. You're like, you're completely out of balance. Mm -hmm. But I'm doing it with awareness, which is a totally different game than doing right. something without awareness. Almost, you're planning it rather than like losing control on right, it. Right, right. Yeah. And, yeah. and like, right, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. Yeah. Can I find a little more balance in that imbalance? Yeah. Right. Um, well, there's an opportunity to say, I'm going to go run six miles tonight with some friends right. and then I'm going to go home. 
which is probably different than, hey, I'm going to go grab a couple of beers with some friends, which turns into shots, which turns into mixers, which turns yeah. into, you know, a long night. Yeah, right. Um, For it's, sure. It's a lot different, right? It feels different and it behaves different. It's hugely so, different, right? Yeah. And then the next day, it's affected. The next day right. is affected. The right. next, well, just so, so can run you know, it's Yeah. <laughs> that can stretch out to a week of recovery. But, right. But, but hopefully not. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's a good place um, for us to kind of take a break. Um, all of the information on Rock Recovery Fitness we're going to put in the show notes. So like the 5K, the, the weekly stuff, the calendar, we'll put that all in there so people can grab just links straight from the show notes. When we get back from our break, we're going to talk about some stuff within this community that we're in. And, and it's um, kind of its focus on drinking and earning a drink from running. And um, what could we do to be more supportive to folks that don't? drink or shouldn't drink or can't drink um well i have some rapid fire questions for you at the end about um some fun topics Random running related things. yep cool um and then we'll talk a little bit about also like you know does do you ever feel welcome or unwelcome because of what's at an event sure um so we'll, we'll get to all that after the break um and um, i'm excited to dig into this topic because it's been something that we've talked about a lot but never really sat down and had a full-on conversation about so all right we'll be right back all right we are uh back from our break um and sheila brings back all right so we are back we um spent the first half kind of talking a little bit about you as an athlete and then a good chunk of the time talking about recovery and so we wanted to kind of shift the conversation a little bit now to the trail running community and um i guess how we can be more supportive as a as a running community, mm -hmm. um, how we can be more inclusive. So. And, and even a little bit about maybe some of the toxic traits that do exist within, um, I guess you would call it like drink culture, right? Like, yeah. um, it's interesting to see, uh, you go running, you, you get a little dehydrated, maybe spend, spend a, a hard workout in the woods. And then, um, you come back to the car and you drink a couple of beers with your friends and then you drive somewhere. Yeah. You know, and it's just part of what people do. And it's something that we've always sort of had side conversations about, but never really addressed. Like, um, I'm proudly say that Genesee Brewery is a sponsor of many on the Jenny. It, it makes sense. Um, sure. We had athletic brewing sponsors one year. People loved mm -hmm. it. It was it was great. Mm -hmm. um, but it just made sense for Genesee Brewery. But what does that always look like when you flip it then, right? right. So when we talk about what the culture can be like at these events. Mm -hmm. um, there's a group of people that maybe shouldn't or can't be around that culture. And, and is that exclusionary when we're trying to be inclusive? Yeah. Well, I think it's a great question. Um, it, it certainly isn't an easy answer yeah. mm -hmm. because for the vast majority of the population, you know, that, that scenario that you just mapped out, most people can handle that. Right. Right. You can go for a trail run, you know, and get done and have a beer or two and, and, and be fine. And that'll be it. And you go home mm -hmm. and you go to bed and like right. your day continues. Um, you know, there's, I belong to a select part of the population that just doesn't function that way. Mm -hmm. Right. For whatever reason, our, you know, our brains aren't wired that way. Those first two beers are what would kick off an entire, you know, weekend of just uh, complete out of control drinking. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but I know that about myself. I'm, I'm lucky enough to know that 
I'm lucky enough to have lived long enough to have found that out about myself right. and done something about it. Um, I think it's, I think it's really, uh, I think it's really important to have awareness that we all look at life through different lenses mm -hmm. and that, um, and that there are a big number of people in the, particularly in the ultra community, we were just talking, you know, during break mm -hmm. a little bit about that, that are in recovery and that aren't necessarily comfortable with drinking and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so to make an event that has that as an option afterwards is for me, if I know it's there, like I make plans in my own head mm -hmm. for not being around it. Mm -hmm. And like, I won't be stuck in an event where I don't have a way to get out if right. I'm starting to feel uncomfortable. Right. So I plan ahead mm -hmm. and, and, and I don't feel like it's, it's on the running community to make everything so safe for everyone all the yeah. time. Like it's a little bit on me to, to be, mm -hmm. to have a plan yeah. and to, and to be ready. I can tell you that if there are runs that are running out of and ending at a brewery, right. I will go to it. Yeah. And I feel like those happen quite a it's bit. A they do. Like they almost do. every night of the week, one of the groups is going from one of those places. They do. And I won't go to them. Right. And I, I tend to like get them out of my news feeds when I know, right. you know, I don't, I won't be on social media on those days where I know I've got a lot of friends that go to those things yeah. Yeah. and, and I don't want to unfollow them on social media. Like right. I enjoy those friends and they, and they can do that without any problems mm -hmm. in their life. So I don't want to shut that out of my life, but I know, I just know it's a thing and I know yeah. it's going to make me feel a certain way and I won't go to those runs clearly sure. because you know, they are pretty centered around those things. But at the same point, like, I don't feel like, you know, everyone should change their behavior just yeah. because I ha right. I struggle with that. Yeah, um, it's interesting because as we, as an organization for us, sometimes out of simplicity, but sometimes out of trying to be inclusive. So, like, let's take the food at Many on the Jenny. Mm -hmm. So we do garbage plates, yeah. and we get them from Dogtown, but we get the vegan garbage plates. Yeah, um, nobody's ever really complained about that, even though there's some hardcore meat eaters out there. Because at the end of the day, that's something that everybody can have. Right. Right. So yep. we said, hey, we have a, a portion of our runners that if we do standard garbage plates, they won't touch it. Right. They won't go near any of it, even the sides. Right. Right. So we want to do garbage plates. How can we do it for everybody? We're like, oh, we'll do some vegan and some. And that was a nightmare, too. So we said, you know what? Everybody can have garbage plates. They're delicious. Right. And um, so we accommodated for that. Right. But very rarely will you see someone do that on the drinking side of things. Right. So I think we have options for everyone, right? Yeah. At, their, at our finish line, we have water, we yeah. have Coke, Sprite, everything going on. Then we have NA beers and we have the Jenny beers. Yeah. Um, so, but that's different, right? So like for, for some reason with the drinks, we decided mm -hmm. something for everybody to choose from for sure. the food. We said, hey, these people over here, we're gonna sort of make that fit. <laughs> um, well, it's a little easier with drinks though, right? Because yeah. they're single serve right. items. Yeah. You can, you can do true. a 12 pack of coke or whatever right. yeah it's harder to do with food yeah. and, and mm -hmm. believe me you could go down like a total slippery slope with that so how about all the gluten-free people right yeah. peanut allergies like there's so many things i mean right. yeah we put on events i can totally relate to what your struggles are and, mm -hmm. and that's really tough like no one was ever hurt by not eating meat right <laughs> right yeah um yeah. so so i think i applaud you for that yeah. because i and plant predominant. I did have gone back and forth. Mm -hmm. I've never been a vegan because yeah. of cheese. I can't. <laughs> yeah. alive, alive that's how cheese, I feel. I'd rather not be alive. But, um, 
but I have been a full-on vegetarian. Now I'm plant yeah. predominant. Like yeah. every once in a while, I, have, I love pepperoni pizza. So mm. that's my one big weakness. Um, but anyway, I digress. I I think that I think that offering that and having that awareness mm -hmm. is is all you can do, really. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it and the onus comes back on the individual to make a plan and yeah. to be aware of, you know. I, originally, before I had done Many on the Jenny, which was actually my first ever ultra, I have a, <laughs> I have a really great story about Many on the Jenny. Um, <laughs> but I always thought it had something to do with Genesee Brewery. Right. Prior mm -hmm. to, I had other friends in recovery. You know, uh, Christy Post, actually. Mm -hmm. So I'll go a little bit into the story, but Christy's a friend of mine. Um, and, and as I was thinking about doing ultras, I was, you know, I read Rich Roll's book, Endure, and talked to um, uh, one of our other members and instructors, Mike McTie, uh, who was getting into doing ultras. And he did a class for us called Intro to Ultra. And, you know, I had heard about many on the Jenny and I had played around with the idea of doing it. And Christy texted me one day and she goes, the wait list is down to no one. <laughs> she goes, I bet if you, and this was like six weeks before it yeah. in 2021. Oh, geez. She goes, I bet if you got on there, you'd be able to get in and I'm running it. And another friend of us is running it. So I go, Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I wasn't planning on doing it till the following year, but if it's right, yeah, it's a possibility I'll do it. And I got six weeks to get ready. I've already been doing a lot of miles. So I got on it and I got in. That was my first. Okay. That was my first. Oh, uh, that's cool. Ultra. And then, you know, I, the guys at Blue, uh, Foundation Blue Foundation were, were doing eight four, right? four. Yep. Yeah. And they said, oh, and at that point it was like mile 27 or nine or something. Yeah. And yeah. I go, hey, it's, this is the longest I've ever run because at that point I had oh, just yeah, done the marathon. Just and they're like, yeah, but, and at that point they're like, yeah, you could hike the rest of it and you'll, you'll, and you'll be fine. Make the cutoff. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, hey, why don't you consider lighting <laughs> mosquito? Slippery and that's slope. how the whole thing started, right? And I looked, and when we finished uh, many sitting at home, texting with my friends who also did it that day, Christy, and we're going, what's next? And they were doing the grinder and that didn't work out. And <laughs> it clicked and I saw the mosquito and then I saw what their mission is about men's health. Mm -hmm. Right. I lost my father to cancer when I was uh, in my 20s. Um, and so their whole mission just really spoke to me. And then it... Um, there was something around uh, Father's Day at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, the, they do the stash dash. I was just going like, to say stash yeah, dash. Like, yeah. Like, everything about this just speaks yeah. to me and I ended up registering. And they, um, we, we can never give back to them the way they give to us, right? Mm -hmm. So they would run that aid station on Saturday all day. They hike everything down the long single track trail, all that water. And it's the like most needy aid station on the course. Yeah. Um, the hardest to get to. It's like there's no access, right? And then the next day they would put on stash dash. Yeah. Wow. Like that's, it was always in the same Saturday, and Sunday, I, back to back. And every them. year I would be like, you guys don't, I, I love that you're doing it, but you don't have to do this. And I'm like, we, we appreciate get stash you. Dash, but by yeah. the, you know, by the time we finish up that night, oh, we, yeah. we sleep at the finish line and then we're like, oh, man, yeah. <laughs> it would have been great to go, but yeah. it would not go. Yeah. Yeah, but they're great. Like yeah. the blue foundation is fantastic and mosquito is fantastic. Yeah. So I think um, like when you were talking about how you have awareness about the situations that you're going into, I think maybe one thing that everyone should have is awareness of what they're doing, why they're doing it. And mm -hmm. then also like that there are people that are in recovery with us all the time. And so mm -hmm. um, I think like I didn't realize that's not true, but like when you are not able to drink 
I think then you realize how predominant drinking is in oh, our culture. So um, so like we had done dry January a number of times mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think I was always surprised by like just the awareness how of how often we would have yeah. a drink just because like yeah. we're just sitting on the couch watching TV. You want a beer? Okay. Why? <laughs> I don't need this, yeah. but I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Um, and then once I got pregnant, I was like, Oh my God, everything revolves around alcohol. Like everything work happy hours, yeah. post race, like yeah, there's um, so many things. And so for me, it's been like really eye opening just to realize how prevalent it is in our in our culture and so i'm glad that rock recovery exists to like provide that space um and i don't know i mean i feel like maybe we need to provide more spaces like social outlets for people where it's not just about we're gonna meet at a bar we're gonna drink we're gonna party you know well and there the truth of the matter is there's a whole you know section of people that won't show up because of that yeah they won't necessarily tell you that either right Right. um but it always makes me question i wonder how many people after a run who are struggling with sobriety i've said hey do you want a beer beer? yeah Yeah. i've got some extras in the car Uh, because i know during runs as we've gotten to know people over the years and years um i'll hear someone say like oh i haven't just in conversation i haven't had a drink in six years and i'm like oh my god i offered them beers every week yeah for like three years and you feel like a jerk and they always said no and it never crossed my mind to be like why yeah (laughs) i just was like okay right and so that you know that's a hard conversation to have yeah right you want to be no i'm in recovery oh things just got really serious right talk about a wet blanket right so but that's you know that's that's the reality of anybody who's been in recovery for any length of time that's not the first situation they've been in yeah they, they navigate that stuff all the time but you bring up a great point and that is in our society, it's not just socially acceptable, it's socially expected. It really is. And why are you not drinking? What's I, I wrong was, with you kind of thing? And that's what I was going to say is like, it's different to just say like, hey, do you want a beer? And then somebody says no, and you just kind of let it go yeah. versus like, there's people that will get on you about it. Yeah, well, right, why aren't you drinking? Right. You We've, always um, have a drink. Jen Lacey, who did the yeah, that's, um, I was Women's History Month episode with us, uh, she's never drank. She's never had, never drank. And people are like, what do you mean you've never been drunk? And they will push it on her. And she's like, I am 42 years old. She's like, why would I? And then she's like, I look at, at people and they're, they can't function the next morning. She's yeah. like, why would I do that? Yeah. And, um, but it's really interesting. Like you both said how it's, it's just pushed out there all the time. And I'm always wondering, man, I hope I've not done that myself. Like made you somebody know? uncomfortable. Yeah. It's funny. I have a quick, uh, story to relate. I, you know, we work with a bunch of different people, but I had a, a volunteer and a friend of mine one time say, you know, and this is a guy who's in recovery from opioids, from heroin addiction. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, you're the real badass. He goes, I can go my entire day and not and ever see heroin. See, right. You go, it's on TV, it's yeah. on the sports. I mean, there was every a couple years I couldn't watch to. football anymore. Yeah. You know, because there is a beer ad every All single time. time. It's everywhere. Yeah. It is everywhere. You go to the gas station, there's beer. Yeah. There's like, he's like, you walk past it all the time. Yeah. How do you even do that? And because it's glamorized. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's and expensive. no one, no one's going to walk up to you after a run and, and be like, you want to pop some pills? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's not going to be a thing. So listen, okay. That great. I'm glad you brought that up <laughs> because I can't wait for the race that's sponsored by a cannabis company. 
Right. right? It's oh, coming. Yeah. It's going to happen. Absolutely. It's going to happen where people are going to be lighting up yeah. after it. Yeah. Edibles, everything. Yeah. Like, where does it end? Right. It's ridiculous. Right. I, so, yeah. Just because it's funny, it's though, because I think everybody would agree that that seems silly. Right. That you would you would never have a cigarette company sponsor a race. You would never have cannabis sponsor a race. You would never have, you know, um, opioid or like pain. Yeah. You, oh, you know, recover from your race with right. some Percocet, you right. know. Yeah. Um, Brought to you by alcohol right. is just part of what we do and guilty as charged. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it just is. It's just there, you know. And, uh, and it's really unhealthy. Yeah. I mean, aside from like the addiction aspects, right. there's nothing healthy about. I feel like it's, it's been proven, alcohol. right? It's there's... literally poison. Yeah. Yes. yes. It's just diluted poison. Your, your body has to do something yeah. to get rid of it. Rid of it. <laughs> right. right. It like, can kill you in the right amount. Right. right. But yeah. we're like so accepting of it. It's just really interesting. And we talk about building up tolerance. Yeah. Right? Like I used to brag. Oh man, I can, I'll threw back thirty beers and I wasn't <laughs> even drunk. Yeah. And it's like. Is there anything else in the drug world that you would do that with and that would be everybody would chuckle and yuckle and, and um, you know, there's beer drinking, the beer mile, like there's all these things. And um, I don't think there's another drug where that would exist Uh, because we would be like, what the heck? Yeah, what is yeah, like, what's, yeah. what's happening? And I think I I read an article recently. It might've been on trail runner. I'll try to find it. But basically it was like, you know, there really is no, quote unquote, safe level of alcohol. Cause like, as you said, it's a, it's a poison. It's, there's no real health benefits. Like there's these weird studies that come up every now and then. And when you really look into them, yeah. they don't really exist as a health benefit. Right. Um, or you could clearly get that somewhere else without the negative stuff that your body has to do to, to clear. Um, if you put something in your system, your body has to work to immediately get rid of it <laughs> instead of utilize it. Chances are it's not good for you. Right. right. Yeah. So but um, yeah. but again, I and I hope I don't want you know I'm not here to be a wet blanket or to yeah. say you know everyone needs to quit drinking, because the, again the reality yeah. of it is like I feel about cheese, I'm yeah. sure other people feel about right. you know beer or yeah. wine or whatever, and if it's not a problem for them, you know right. people can moderate, people mm-hmm. can moderate yeah. and go through life completely fine. Yeah, and I think that's great. Mm-hmm. I, I'm definitely jealous of them, but yeah. Um, yeah. But that's why I can't do it because I am jealous of them because that's, you know, that would be, you know, my idea of, you know, a utopia at one point. But right. my life is so much better without it. Like, yeah. I can't even ever imagine going back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a fortunate place that I find myself in today. It hasn't always been that way. Um, but, you know, again, realizing the benefits of a life in recovery right. and sobriety, it takes a while. It takes and I think the I think these conversations, we're not nobody's trying to say um, everybody should quit, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's never that's not a thing that's come up on this podcast. Um, I I don't know. It's a nice night tonight. I might have a beer and, and, and fish a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, but I might not. And I think that having the conversation and having some situational awareness for yeah. everybody, because what we do currently with not just um, addiction stuff, but we put the onus on people to like take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. And if we really want to claim community status, we should be taking care of each other. Mm -hmm. And so that means at the very least having these conversations and having some, some awareness to it. So, well, you said a great word again, and I want to bring this up. I want to make sure I bring this up because the word community Mm -hmm. we've talked about a couple of times. 
Um, I have recently converted one of my staff members over to a full-on trail runner. <laughs> Kara uh, Izzo, my peer yep. support program manager, Love it. Uh, has recently admitted to me that she might like trail running better than road running. <laughs> she is a recent Welcome road, to the dark side. She's a recent runner, in fact. She just started okay. doing like our couch to 5K, getting ready for our 5K That's funny. a couple of years ago. Now she runs the class. Yeah. So she went from okay. taking it to running it. And I got her out on the trails. We did zero degree WTF last year, yeah. like cabin fever. I've gotten her out to enough trail races. She just did Sega Honda, did her first long Okay. Trail. And she goes, you know what? I think I might understand now why you like why? better. I think I might like it better too. And that That's was funny. a, a yes. wet day that it was a challenging day. That was tough. Yeah. I was just gonna say, well, those are some tough. tough, yeah. But so when we did, um, in particular, we did uh, cabin fever in February, mm -hmm. and and we had done zero degree WTF, mm -hmm. and she had like made comments like this before, but that on that day in particular, she just went, you know, people trail runners like are really out there rooting for each other, like everybody <laughs> cheers each other yeah. on, yeah, like. I, didn't, I haven't witnessed that in any other, right. like you don't get that in road running. You don't get that in triathlon necessarily. I mean, yeah. in the middle of a race, right. you don't get that. People are ultra focused on their on goal their and race. they're ready to go. Yeah. Trail running is like a big freaking party out there. It's mm -hmm. like a big, everybody's cheering each other on. Yeah. And it's, yeah. to me, that is like the trail running community. Mm -hmm. That's the heart of it. Like yeah. that's the, the whole, like we're even having this discussion right now because of your guys' desire to support the entire community mm -hmm. like to understand and have awareness for everyone that's out there mm -hmm. right that's not something you get in other sports right um yeah that's again, true I, I i just want to bring that up because i think that that speaks to all the people that you have on all the people that you guys know and mm -hmm. bring together for these races yeah that is like the one common like thread that runs through everybody is that for the most part Everyone's out there cheering everyone else on. Yeah. yeah. I really love it um, at the end of events to see even like, like take um, WTF and, and it hasn't been cold recently, but to have <laughs> the real, we've had some really cold years. Yeah. And um, I'll never forget the one year we had a, a massive snowstorm during the event. Oof. I mean, it was ridiculous how hard it was coming down. It was crazy. And I, I was at the, um, <clears throat> you know, the finish line slash the loop for people to go back out. And at one point I had a little break in the action. I turned around. And there was like somebody had made a snowman and it had a trails rock shirt on it <laughs> and kids were sliding down the hill like there was like all these things were happening yeah. and it was just like a really cool moment it's like a snow globe it was like a scene <laughs> um but that's like something like you said you don't really see it anywhere else you get to see that outside of like a, um, a rochester red wings baseball game like people go in and they go out right and you're not even part of it like and those guys at that level aren't certainly just hanging out to hang out and um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. And I think that we find unique ways to support each other. Yeah. 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 And that's a, that's that community, right? Yeah. That we, and so what we try and do at Rock Covery, you know, with our Friday night trail runs and things like that, are introduce people to that community a little bit at a time. Like yeah. We'll go out and do, you know, typically it's around five, six miles on Friday yeah. night. It's really easy pace. It's, you know, it's like what you guys do with your group runs mm -hmm. and things like that too. But, you know, teaching people about, you know, the etiquette of trails and, you know, what you do during a race and, and things like that and teaching 
teaching them a little bit more. Like when I started trail running, I was using my road shoes. I didn't know you had special, special trail shoes. shoes. Like we all were there at one you time. You were fine we were, on road shoes. We too, were though, all I'm sure. Oh, yeah, for the first few runs, sure. <laughs> and then I had a, and then it was know, time a, to change it up. A friend who actually let me borrow their pair of speed cross. And <laughs> yeah. I, and I go, oh my gosh, so the traction is amazing yeah. in these things. <laughs> they were tight as hell because I have narrow feet, but. Anyway, so we've all been there. Yeah. And that's where we, we try to impart that knowledge without being like, oh, well, you really need to, you know, do this, that, and the other thing yeah. and come off like we know better. Right. It's like I was in your shoes literally when I started. And, right. And these are some of the things that maybe you might you might benefit from. And you might not. Yeah. You might hate trail running. And yeah. that's cool too. And that's fine. Like everyone's on their own path. Everyone's yeah. on their own journey. Yeah. We've seen some really unique things at races. There was a, a guy <laughs> that ran um a fomital in Crocs. I was he, thinking of he had big um big headphones and crocs. And it was like I, such a unique comment. He ran like eight hours. I was crocs. thinking of SPF maybe the first year or the second year, and there was a barefoot runner and he contacted us and was like, I just want to double check about poison ivy which we knew there was a whole section of poison ivy and so he stopped at there's like a kmart at the bottom of the power lines hill and he stopped and bought a cheap pair of sneakers like eight bucks and left them at the top ran down in them so that he didn't get poison ivy left them at the bottom and then put them back on to get to the top oh my gosh but it was the i just I'll never forget. Eric's yeah. like, look at this email. What do I say to this? <laughs> He's like, yeah. I don't know. I don't think there's a lot of poison ivy. Yeah. But I mean, he was like completely barefoot, not even in, you know, like the running sandals or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I don't, was that, um, it wasn't, I can't think of his name right now. No, I don't remember his name. Um, or like our friend um, Eamon, who works for Letchworth. Oh, yeah. Um, he runs many in the Jenny every year. He's run all of the Segahuna 72s, but he... He came through. I saw him early. He had like like khaki shorts with like a belt and like almost looked like hikers, not even trail running shoes, and then like a button down shirt with like a white shirt underneath it. Did he run money last year? Yeah. yeah. I, I ran and, and I'm like, it. yeah. It just seems like something I wouldn't wear to run it. And he just loves it yeah. and he's comfortable. And he loves and, the race. You know, and, and he's so happy the whole race. And I'm like, man, this is that's the uniqueness of the sport, though, right? Yeah. Everybody can participate on their own level. How they want. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's funny. Um, somebody just mentioned to me they saw um, the uh, documentary on the Barclays the other day. Like, mm. Wow! I go, yeah, that pretty much sums up trail racing. Yeah, right? you know, like Laz <laughs> and, and the whole the concept of it. Like, it's just it's just going out and having fun. Right. Yeah. Just go out and have fun and don't die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, let's do some um, some quick rapid fire. So we tried it with Barry last week, but Barry talks too much, <laughs> so it was more slow fire. It's fine. <laughs> um, I shouldn't say too much. Just enough. He talks just I'm enough. I'm like, Barry just so, has lots of... Um, I'll, I'll ask a question. Just give me like one, two word, like... I'll keep them Ding, ding, ding. So All your right. favorite race locally. Ah, right on the <laughs> yeah, spot. See I was how like, started? God. I was oh, like, God. Yeah. you start with the hard ones. That's right. So I'm going to say many. All right. Look at that. Many on the Jenny. Yeah. That was oh. my first ultra and still my favorite. I won't miss it. Yeah. Awesome. Um, your favorite distance though. Again, I gotta say it's many. <laughs> so you're like a 40, 40 to forty five miles. Yeah, it's challenging without making me wanna feel like I wanna die. Yeah. Mosquito. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what shoe are you running in right now? Oh, ultra superior fives. All right. I love ultras. Yeah. I'm a topo guy. I I'm topo with road shoes. Yeah. I try to tra pair the trail runners right. and they gave me blisters. And I got some um, Reeboks from Rochester Running Company that I actually really like. What? Um, but I hate the, right? I hate the colors because they're like Miami Dolphin colors, but oh, I love wow. the shoe. So um, what's your next race? 
Oh my gosh. Uh, let me get my list out. Pull my list out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so much for rapid fire. As oh, we pull out oh our no, we're doing some, we're doing a 5k Saturday for uh, oh, um, cool. adult teen challenge. We'll do like okay. fundraiser 5ks and things like that yeah, yeah. as a group. Um, uh, New York state adult teen challenge, which is a recovery uh, organization, a treatment organization. Uh, they're a faith-based organization. They're doing a fundraiser 5k this weekend. Uh, and a bunch of us are going out to do that to support that nice. organization. Nice. In Rochester? Uh, yeah, Roberts Wesleyan. Oh yeah, okay. College is right. at, yeah. Last cool. one, Ali or Frazier? Ali. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't goat. even we didn't even talk about that. All the different things. We'll put all the stuff that happens in at Rockery in the in the show notes. I think Sheila's been interested in maybe boxing for a long time. She wants to hit some cool. things. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So. Um, so you've got a, a 5K coming up, but you've got some other stuff this year planned, some big things. So real quick, we've got a couple minutes. Tell us what's next for you over the course of this sort of season. For me personally or yeah. for Rock Cutery? For you. Oh, so, I, you know, I, gosh, I don't even know. So I'm finishing my 46 in June. Oh, right. that's exciting. I was supposed to finish it last year, but right after our 5K in September, I was going to go up with a bunch of friends. I still have to do basin saddleback and haystack. Okay. okay. I lead a lot of our Adirondack hikes. We've done, I've done whiteface 10 times. I've done a lot of them. Okay. Multiple, multiple times, times, but a, a lot of times it's with groups so that I, you know, mm-hmm. can't necessarily do my own hikes. Right. Um, and so what I'll do is I'll stay up there after the group comes back and okay. do my own solo, like I'll solo back, backpack for a couple more days and yeah. do another range. So I'm finally finishing my 46 in June with Basin Haystack Very and Saddleback. Very cool. Backpacking for that one. Um, of course, Many on the Jenny, yep. which is always amazing. And I love the new course. Like last year, was am- <laughs> it was amazing. It was yeah. so great not having to shuffle out off. rides yeah. from one side to the other. And uh, It was great for us, too. <laughs> I'm sure. I think it worked I'm out sure really well for most people. And honestly, the extra five miles, it really cares? Isn't. Yeah. You know, you're already at 40. I finished last year two hours faster oh, than wow. I finished the previous year. Look at that. Being my first year, I wanted to save and make sure I could get yeah, there. Yeah. So I went real conservative. Yeah. And so I put a little extra in last year and finished. I hope to finish faster this year. Sweet. But I got one more try at Mighty Mosquito Okay. this year. It's going to be my third attempt. I DNF'd again last year because it was like 90. It was just going to say it was degrees. so hot it was last hot. year. We, 20 of us started the 100-mile solo. 23 registered. 20 started. Two people finished. Yeah. I was tied for fifth. I made it 24 hours, and I was done. I got one lap of loop three, and I'm like, yeah, I could have nothing. Nobody could eat. It was yeah, because like, it was too hot. It was way too hot. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so – I, this year I hired this a nutrition it. coach. Okay. I hired a run coach. Nice. And both of them have been amazing with my training so far this year. So I'm really thinking I'm going to finish this year. And we have a team from Recovery doing the relay. So oh, cool! So I'm you'll have, have people a whole out family there. Family out there this year. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, which is yeah. going to be amazing, and and I, and I really can't wait for that. So really excited about that. And then you mentioned our 5K, uh, Recovery Fitness 5K, September 17th, uh, in Mendon Ponds Park, of course. Um, we have a road mm-hmm. option and a trail option and an X challenge That's option right. with the trail, which is amazing. Uh, it's our biggest fundraiser. So we mentioned how do we get funding? This is our fundraiser that allows us to offset a lot of our other costs that grants don't cover. Yeah. Uh, typically grants will cover like specific programming things. Right. We have a lot of other costs. So this, this 5k really helps us with that. 
um, Bradstreet Running Company does the timing for us, and Jonathan mm-hmm. told us we were one of the few races that actually went up in numbers last year. Wow. A lot of the races. So this year we got to go up again. That's right. Hey, I'm going to yeah. stop us real quick, and then we'll finish up after one more quick break. Okay. So we, we, we ran out of time, but we're back. So I wanted um, John to be able to talk a little bit about that 5K that's happening. That's the, a big fundraiser for Rock Recovery Fitness. So um, what? how can we find out about that? And where, where's the information? So the information's on our website, or you can just go to Run Sign Up and look up Recovery Fitness Annual 5K. Okay. And it'll take you right to the race. Uh, it's $35. It's a 5K. You can do a road a trail or a trail with an X challenge, which is always fun. Mm. Um, you can set up teams. You can do team fundraising. Uh, it's a whole day. We have a whole event. Uh, we're also going to be doing a recovery festival this year. So we're going to be just like it was inspired by Mighty Mosquito. Um, we're going to be camping out Saturday night there. Oh, we're going to cool. be doing like food and music Saturday. Um, we're going to have recovery resources, other recovery organizations. There's other organizations like ours around the state of New York that we've helped mentor and start up. Mm-hmm. They're going to come. So it's like a sober active recovery festival. Um, and we're going to do games and things like that, but there's going to be music all day. And then Sunday will be the 5k. And again, we'll be doing things. There'll be music there, uh, in Menden and, uh, and then the race starts at 9 a.m. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Fun the, weekend. I love the, um, the mighty mosquito um village or whatever you want to yeah. call it you know when we the first year for that it was just like such a cool feel mm-hmm. um i'm glad that the organization that took it from us was mm-hmm. able to i mean it's a quality organization so that's a great event so for us what's next as an organization we have mafamidal in just a couple of weeks so not a lot of people in that yet but there's some really unique things the group is planning <laughs> so unfortunately sheila and i won't be there um Maybe, maybe somebody will make a surprise. I was just going to say, maybe we'll make a surprise visit. We'll see. We'll Um, see how things are going. Yep. But, um, that race coming up and, um, that's at Durand, which is our favorite park. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's going to be a great day. And then obviously, um, many on the Jenny is, is the big project for the summer. So, and then the other big project obviously is that, um, sometime these children are going to show up that (laughs) Sheila's carrying around. Um, this is probably our last episode until but we have some ideas to maybe mm-hmm. pop a few out as soon as Sheila pops a few <laughs> out <laughs> also uh, that we have a bunch of trail work dates coming up also yep, so check sure our website do. for some trail work um if you're looking for something to occupy your time something a way to give back to the community yeah. so there's lots going on there's a ton of races mm-hmm. um Frosttown Trail Fest yeah, is the Troy race for June and if that's coming up I think next week um, and that's a, a really cool race down in um, Cummings Nature Center. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot going on. Um, I'm going to put all the information on Rock Recovery Fitness in our show notes. And I encourage everybody to give it a look and um, give it some thought and maybe sober lifestyles, lifestyle for you. And there is an mm-hmm. awesome organization right here in town that can help you get there. And I will be at every Trails Rock race this year. So if you have any questions, just let me know. I've always got Rock Recovery Fitness gear on. So I'm right. hard to spot. Sounds good. So until we're back, we won't be back. <laughs> so I typically say we'll be back next week. But we'll see. We'll, we'll see, see what, what happens. happens. Yep. So all right. That's it for today. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being here Thanks today. I really appreciate it, guys. Right. Adios, everyone. Bye. Sounds
Here we go now. 